Today's episode of Feeding My Faith is brought to you by MyFaithClothes.com. If you're looking for great clothes, and I mean like cool, not like cheesy Christian clothes, like, hey, wow, I, I would actually wear this. This is cool. It's funny. It's clever. As well as jewelry, check it out, MyFaithClothes.com. I'm here to praise your name, Lord. That's what I'm talking about. I'm here to lift the name of Jesus all right, welcome to Feeding My Faith. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. I'm glad you're joining the show. This is where we take a peek at different scriptures, and I share my observations with them. I try to apply them to today's, oh, my life and your life, and uh, then we talk to God for a little bit. So today's scripture is Genesis um, six through eight and Luke three. And, uh, you can find this if you want to go out to the website, it would be feedingmyfaith.com forward slash 26. And really Genesis six and seven goes into the story of Noah. And I know there's a, uh, a movie coming out about Noah with Russell Crowe playing Noah. So as I read chapters six and seven, you know, some things it mentions uh, that God basically saw how corrupt the earth had become for all the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. So things had just gone horrible. And this is the thing that stepped out to me. It said in, um, in the 600 year, all right, it was year 600 of Noah's life on the 17th day of the second month, um, all the springs of the great deep burst forth and the floodgates of the heaven were open. So basically, that's when the flood starts. So basically, Noah is 600 and let's, it's like February of his 600th year. February 17th, we shall say. And we know the story, all the animals. But think about that. And I'm sure that's one of the things that's going to be in the movie is the fact that, you know, I'm sure on day 20... People figured out that Noah wasn't crazy, and they wanted in his boat. And can you imagine saying, nope, sorry, no room at the inn. And he's following. He Again, we talk about obedience. He's following God rules. If you've ever seen um, Evan Almighty, that's a great, uh, first there was uh, Bruce Almighty. This was Evan Almighty. Uh, Steve, what's that guy's name, the actor? Really funny show. If you've never seen it, check it out. But it goes into this whole thing about how crazy Noah must have been to build the ark to his neighbors. But it mentions that, you know, the flood comes, you know, they're in this boat. And it says by the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year. So depending on how long it took to flood, 40 days, there's a month. So that would be March-ish. So Noah was in this boat for, if I'm doing the math right here, about nine months it took for the flood to evaporate, if I'm getting that right. And the story there is, so that again shows just the, we think about this, that hey, the floods came, no, that's nine months in a boat with every animal. And I realize there are a lot of skeptics that go, I, you can't do it. That's just impossible. 
Well, uh, it's in the Bible. I believe it, and I, I just, I just believe it. So there we go. Now, some might say I'm brainwashed, but, but here's the thing. So you're in a boat with some stinky animals for nine months. And you might be thinking, man, I am so mad at God for making me do this because this is not a fun trip. There's no, there's no inline movies. I didn't even get peanuts. Right. And, um, it, it mentions when Noah, God says, all right, Noah, coast is clear. All the alien come free. The first thing Noah did was he built an altar to the Lord and taking some of the, of all the clean animals and clean birds he sacrificed burnt offerings on it, and then the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and sat in his heart. Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though, you know, the very inclination of their heart is evil from childhood. Uh, and never again will I destroy all the living creatures as I have done. So here again, it just goes back to we are kind of born into sin. Just our nature is you know, not that we're evil, not that we're horrible people, but by default, I think we're just drawn to things. And uh, so I, I saw that. So that was, I to me, I was like, wow, first things, when things are bad, you know, and, and, and you get on that other side, Noah didn't like, yeah, man, I built this kick butt boat. Look out how great my boat did. No, he was like, thanks, God. Really, really appreciate it. So. Luke 3 is all about John the Baptist, which was basically Jesus's cousin. And um, here's the thing I thought was interesting. So um, it says the, um, basically when Pontius Pilate was the governor of Judea, um, let's see here. It says basically John went out into all the country around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Now, here's how John was doing this. So here comes a crowd to John, and he greets them with this. You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father, for I tell you that all these stones, out of these stones, God can raise up the children of Abraham. Then he continues, the axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. That's a friendly little greeting, don't you think? Hi, you brood of vipers. Uh, Put up or shut up, would you? To which the crowd said, well, what are we supposed to do? And John said, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. And I was thinking about this because as I record this, I'm actually recording this a month in advance uh, because I want to have all these shows coming out. So, as I record this now, it's in December of 2010, and Nelson Mandela has just passed away, the famous South African leader. And, of course, he was, uh, there are all these pictures of him with Bono. Now, myself being a musician, I'm a big U2 fan. Uh, I, I think they're phenomenal. And I went, and I just went to Google. So take this for what it's worth. It's coming from the Internet. We know how accurate that can be. That according to Dave Manuel.com, who does a bunch of, uh, like, he, he looks at rich people and estimates how much they're worth. And he's estimating that Bono's worth is around $520 million. 
Now, let's say he's wrong. Let's cut that in half. $250 million. So sometimes I kind of go, you know, Bono, he's always talking about people we should give to Africa. We should give, you know, I'm pretty sure Bono could end hunger in Africa alone. Just just a thought. Um, so they said, uh, he says, even tax collectors came to be baptized. And they said, you know, what should we do? He said, don't collect any money. Don't collect more money than you're required. And the soldier said, what should we do? He said, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. Now, here's a couple things about this. Tax collectors, that would be like saying, I don't know, meth addicts or terrorists or just people that are on the bottom of society's totem pole. Right? These are people that nobody wants to associate with. People fear. They're just horrible in general people. And they didn't do very nice things. Soldiers were the same thing. They abused their power. And so I love the fact here that he says, you know, be content with your pay. Now, last year, if you noticed, we actually watched history as it used to be. Very little was open on Thanksgiving because it was a time for your family to say thank you to God. That is my traditional view of Thanksgiving. And then it became, okay, stores are going to open up at 4 in the morning on Friday because normally shows stores would open up at 9 and 10. Well, then it became 4, then it became 3, then it became midnight. And if you noticed, in 2013, Thanksgiving now starts, or I'm sorry, Black Friday starts on Thursday because of greed, corporate greed. And Here's what I, I'm on a tangent here, but I'm going to keep going. Let's say you go to Best Buy or Walmart or wherever, and you save $60, but you lost four hours with your family. Now, let's say it was $80. It means an hour with your family is only worth 20 bucks. We're really devaluing the time with family. And that you just can't buy. You can't go to Walmart and say, I'd like another hour with my family, please. But it's all about the new, bright, shiny things. And here, John the Baptist is saying, be content. It's always going to... The thing that used to make Black Friday, Black Friday is everybody had the day off. And, you know, think about Noah being patient he had to wait for the water to reside. He had to wait. Maybe that's the the theme of this one. Maybe that's what, what God wants. You know, sometimes we have to wait. And there's a, a great old, old, old gospel song called, He May Not Come When You Want Him, But He's Right On Time. And I'll give you an example of this. Uh, as I, I, again, I'm recording this in December, and I'm kind of stressing out. I had to buy my tickets for the new media expo and my wife had some car trouble. That is like a, uh, that's the normal thing for new media expo. Things break when I have to buy tickets to go to new media expo and things are getting really, really lean around here. And I had an automatic payment set up to pay my Dell computer. Well, the good news is my Dell computer is now paid off. And so 
I got a check from Dell today for my last payment because they say, yeah, you're giving us money. You don't owe us anything. So that helped pay for my tickets today. Okay. I was stressed out, kind of worried. Guess what? Here's 250 bucks. Wow. Thanks, God. And that, again, goes back to Noah. That's, that's a beautiful thing there. So be content with your pay. Then it goes into, again, this is in Luke 3, the baptism of Jesus. Now, there's a really long section of Jesus's genealogy, you know, blah, 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 blah. Realize he is the son of, of David's in there. And, and David, there, somewhere in there, there's a, a bastard child, I believe. I'd have to go back and look, but I know it's Boaz, right? Obed, the son of Boaz, somewhere in there. You know, David wasn't always the nicest guy on the planet. So if you think to yourself, oh, you don't understand, man. From where I come from, from where I come from, I'm just doomed. No, no, no. You are not defined by your mistakes. You're not defined by your family. You are a child of God. As Joel Osteen would say, you are a child of the one most high. Right? (laughs) But here's Jesus, again, showing you the example. But here's the thing I always love about this story, about the baptism of Jesus. Right? So, Jesus comes to John the Baptist, and John the Baptist is like, I don't think so. I am not, uh, I'm not worthy, man. And Jesus is like, no, you need to do this. And, um, So it says, and as he was praying, heavens were opened up and the Holy Spirit depended on him uh, in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven that said, you are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. And what I always get about that is there's only one person that could say that. In this case, God is, is Christ's father. Now, Joseph could have said that, but really, God is Jesus' father. And it's nice to sell someone, good job. Who doesn't want to hear, good job, I like you, I love you. Those are words we should be saying more often. And that's the thing that always gets me about this scripture. There's only one person that could say that. And It doesn't matter what your title is, whether it's father, brother, sister, mother, cousin, aunt, uncle, boss. We need to tell each other more frequently the positive things about each other. And let people know, you know what? I like you. Because we are so quick to say the negative things. You, what are you doing, man? You're so grumpy. By the way, when you tell somebody you're, what's up with you, you're really grumpy, that usually doesn't make them go, oh, I'm sorry, let me get in a better mood. Just saying. So for me, the part that jumps out of that is the fact that um, God is saying, good job, thumbs up to Jesus here, and we need to uh, to do that. So that's my observations today. From Genesis, and again, you can find this if you go out to uh, Feeding My Faith. This is episode number uh, 26. So just go to feedingmyfaith.com forward slash 26, 
And um, I just want to take a second to, to talk to God and say, God, wow, you know, you, you always come through. And I'm not always the most patient fellow in the world. And I do appreciate everything you give to me. And I know there are going to be times when I'm going to have to stand up to people and say things that seem really bizarre, like you brood of vipers, because your way is becoming so far different from the world's way. And give me the strength to stand up like John the Baptist to say, no, 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 here's the deal. Here's what's coming. I read it. I know it's true. And to speak with conviction. So give us the patience, Lord, in those times when it seems like the world is against us, to know that it's just right around the corner, that the waters will subside and a better day is coming and you've got a plan for us. Help us to stand up in those times, hold our convictions, Lord, and Lord, help us to wake up in the morning and say something good about our family or our friends, or our coworkers. Help us find the good in people. You know, the Bible says our, our we are addicted to sin, for lack of a better phrase. And we know that we can can have that washed away through your son, through believing in Jesus, Lord. But help us, Lord, to find the good in people and not always be so negative. Thank you, God. You rock. And again, I want to thank you for uh, listening. If you'd like to support this show, a couple different ways for you here. One, you could always go out to feedingmyfaith.com forward slash Amazon. If you're going to be doing any shopping on Amazon, we get a small percentage of that. Or I love this store. Go to myfaithclothes.com. This is uh, from my buddies over at Caruso currently, and uh, they have really because I see a lot of Christian clothing, but it's kind of eh, cheesy. This is cool. Like I see a, a shirt here for the Hunger Games, and they kind of take a logo that looks very similar to those, and uh, it's Hunger for God instead. Really cool stuff. Hats, jewelry. Check it out, myfaithclothes.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again real soon. And until then, get out there and testify to the truth. Say amen.